Lager's Carpool is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First off, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast as well, with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to Lakers Carpool. Thank you for joining me on my drive to work this morning. The Lakers are in a tough spot. They have lost three games since my last episode. They lost to the Clippers. They lost to the Pelicans, and they've lost to the Mavericks, putting them seven games below 500. They're still in the ninth seed in the West, which puts them in the play-in tournament still, but that's not a place that we want the Lakers to be in. So the Lakers, I mean, they're just they're. I feel like they're content at this point with being in the play-in tournament. They don't seem to have too much drive and energy still to put in these games to win these games the Lakers were it was a close game against the Clippers this was last Friday they lost by one or two points it came down to the wire it came down to what some people were calling a controversial call um basically what happened was the Lakers were down they had a chance to put the to, to score and the ball was going out of bounds LeBron tried to save the ball his one foot was in bounds but as he was passing the ball, his other foot stepped out of bounds and and went out of bounds. Now, they the, the Clippers challenged the call, which LeBron was like during the, even during the game was kind of like, you know, can they challenge like the call wasn't they didn't call out of bounds on LeBron during the game, so how can the Clippers challenge that? But during the review of whatever the Clippers challenged, they ruled that LeBron was out of bounds and gave the Clippers the ball and Lakers ended up losing that game to the Clippers so another tough loss to the Clippers which just obviously sucks for multiple reasons the Clippers at this point are just they dominate the Lakers the last 10 years they've won six straight against the Lakers they aside from a few good games a couple years ago like the Lakers and the Clippers it hasn't been much of a matchup which sucks for me to say but that's just the truth the truth of the matter so Lakers lose to the Clippers which, again, let's not forget the Clippers were without Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. So, you know, Reggie Jackson is, like, the best player on that team. And the Lakers have LeBron James and Russell Westbrook, and they can't beat a Clippers team that's led by uh, Marcus Morris and Reggie Jackson. All right, so that's there's that. The Clippers are they're, they're a little better than the Lakers. They're not much better record-wise. And the thing that's funny, looking back at the beginning of this season... You know, the Lakers were expected to be in the top of the West. You know, maybe not the top number one seed, but like at least the top four, right? Top, top four in the West. Clippers knew. We knew the Clippers weren't going to have Kawhi Leonard. So, I remember we were talking like, oh yeah, the Clippers, like maybe they'll make the playoffs as like an eight seed. Or Kawhi Leonard get, might get back right before the playoffs. We'll see how that, how that goes. You know, like don't expect the Clippers to be that good. And all while expecting the Lakers to be one of the better teams in the West. And they've 
they're they they're worse than the Clippers right now, and the Clippers have don't have both their best players. The Lakers have at least had LeBron and Russell Westbrook for a good chunk of the season. Anthony Davis has been hurt. He's been in. He's played. He's played well when he's been when he's been healthy. But Anthony Davis has been hurt. But LeBron and Russell Westbrook, they, we've had two of our better players on our team for the majority of the season, and we are in the ninth seed, seven games below 500. So then we move on to Sunday. The Lakers played the Pelicans on Sunday and just got absolutely dominated. They got blown out by 28 points. They had like 18 or 19 turnovers in the game. They had, or they might have, it might have had even more. They might have had like in the 20s with turnovers. There was a point in the game where like five minutes left in the third quarter, they already had 18 turnovers. So just a terrible game against the Pelicans on Sunday. And that brings us to last night where the Lakers played the Mavericks. Lost that game by five. Lakers got down big in that game early. They made a comeback. They got the lead. They were up by like five or seven points at one point in the fourth quarter. Blew the lead. Couldn't play defense. Couldn't get stops. Ended up losing that game by five. So that's that's the state of the Lakers right now. The state of the Lakers is a losing basketball team that really can't beat anybody. They can't beat anyone. I don't. I w- I was talking to a buddy the other day. And I was telling him, like, I go into every Lakers game expecting that they will lose by at least 15 points, no matter who they're playing. No matter who they're playing, I'm expecting the Lakers to lose by 15 points. Because then if the Lakers, you know, when the Lakers lost to the Warriors by, like, one or two points a couple weeks ago, that was like, okay, I gave me a little hope. I'm like, all right, like, we're, we're battling with the best of the best. But then when we lose by 30 to the Pelicans... I'm like, all right, well, I expected us to lose by 15 anyway, so this is just a, an even worse game, you know, or this is just a bad game. So uh, it's a it's a bad situation. The Lakers are in a bad, bad place. This is one of the probably – this is by far the most disappointing season I probably can remember being a Lakers fan. Because the thing is, like, the Lakers had bad seasons when Kobe was on – was when Kobe was around, you know, like Kobe and Smush Parker and – like, but we didn't have the expectation that the Lakers were going to be contending for championships those seasons. We were hoping Kobe could bring us to the playoffs, and he did a good amount of times. But like, we were not expecting those teams to be championship contending teams. This team, like, let's not forget at the beginning of this season, fans, media, Lakers organization, were all at least in theory, realistically expecting this Lakers team to contend for a championship this season. At this point, the Lakers are lucky if they can make the play-in tournament. That, I mean, that has to go up there for for most disappointing season. Like, the Lakers have had worse seasons. After Kobe retired, before LeBron came, the Lakers were in a dark place. We've had, even when Kobe retired, the Kobe's last season, the Lakers won like seven games or something. Something ridiculous. 14 games, I don't know. They were in a dark place, the Lakers were. They, it's different now. We're not, you know, we're winning more than 7 to 14 games, but for in terms of disappointment, this this is up there. This is by far one of the more disappointing seasons that I can remember as a fan. 
I'm curious what your guys' thoughts are, if there's been any other seasons that you feel like have been just as, if not more disappointing than this one. But this one is up there. I mean, you bring, you trade for Russell Westbrook. You've got Anthony Davis, LeBron James. Yes, the team had some health issues. Yes, Anthony Davis has not been healthy. But those aren't excuses. The Lakers traded for Russell Westbrook so that he would be a part of the big three so that he could, for, for reasons like this, I, I am almost certain the Lakers traded for Russell Westbrook knowing that Anthony Davis, because last season the Lakers played like 50-something games without both Anthony Davis and LeBron on the court at the same time. Out of the, It was only a 72-game season. They played 50-something games without both LeBron and Anthony Davis at the same time. So you're telling me that the next season when they traded for Russell Westbrook to be a part of the quote-unquote big three, that wasn't that wasn't like injury insurance? You know, like, oh, okay, Anthony Davis, if he goes down, at least we'll have LeBron and Russell Westbrook, and we'll have, like, two good players still, right? Like, that, that is the reason. So in my mind, Anthony Davis getting hurt is not an excuse. It's a reason, sure. I can't, you can't ignore it. Yes, it is a reason that the Lakers are not playing as well. But either it just proves that either the rest of the team is just god-awful, which is partially true. They're not good. Russell Westbrook is washed and terrible, which, again, there's arguments for that as well. The, the only, I mean, the only thing, like, LeBron has played well. There has definitely been moments in these last few games where his effort has been subpar. To be fair, a lot of that was in the game against the Pelicans where they were down by 30. So, you know, it's one game. But LeBron has been the one player that's actually played well for the Lakers. He had 26 points last night against the Mavericks. Carmelo had 20 against the Mavericks last night. Russell Westbrook, 12 points. LeBron's played well for the most part. At least he's been the one putting up points. But also at the same time, like, no one else is. So he's got to do it. The Lakers, the last few games, they've been scoring, like, 50 points in the first half. That's terrible. Like, it's been between 40 and 50 points in the first half for the Lakers. So, I don't know. I don't, honestly, at this point, like, I'm just kind of, like I said, I'm expecting the Lakers to lose every game they play at this point because they can't beat anybody if they win a game it's it's surprising it's like a celebration if the lakers can win a game at this point which is it's crazy that i'm saying that the lakers are two games above the pelicans in the play-in tournament they are seven games below 500 they're in the ninth seed so for the play-in tournament the seventh eighth ninth and tenth seeds all get a chance to play for the eighth seed so if i'm remembering correctly the seven and eight seed play each other and the nine and ten seed play each other at the end of the day, you just got to win two games. So, or actually, that's I'm, I'm incorrect. The seven and eight seed play each other. The winner of that game goes into the seventh seed, and then the eighth seed plays whoever beats the ninth or tenth seed, and then whoever wins that game goes into the eighth seed. So, for the eighth seed team, all you got to do is not lose two games. If you're the seventh seed, you just got to win one game. If you're the ninth or tenth seed, then you got to win two games. You got to beat the ninth or tenth seed, depending on which one you are. And then you got to beat the winner of the set or the loser of the seven and eight seed. So, for the Lakers, if they stay, let's just let's just say they stay in the ninth seed. I don't know how 
I mean, they're two games below, or they're two games above the Pelicans, who are in the tenth seed. The Lakers have the highest. Like I was looking at the ringer, Zach Cram. He does like the like playoff odds and play-in odds and all that stuff. So the Lakers' chances of making the playoffs this season at this point, or at least like a day ago, it's probably lower now that they've lost to the Mavericks, but. Um, it's like 18%. They have like an 18% chance to make the playoffs. They have like a 70-something percent chance to be in the play-in tournament. So like at that point, they just have to win two games. But you say like, I would to me, I would say like, oh yeah, like the Lakers just have to win two games in the play-in tournament. Like they, they have LeBron. If the Anthony Davis can come back, Carmelo and Russ, like they'll step up. They'll play well. They'll win those games. You know, that's like my initial thought. But then you look and you see, oh, the Lakers lost by 30 to the Pelicans, who are the 10th seed. That's the team they would be playing. They lost by 30. They didn't even have a chance to win that game. You know? So, like, at this point, like, it's all up in the air. There's no sure thing with this Lakers team. And we've we've known that. But, like, it's, it's become very evident after the All-Star break. After Anthony Davis got hurt, after the All-Star break, it has been very evident that this team has a lot of flaws. If As if we didn't know it already. But Lakers... It, it's just a bad place. So, a couple days ago, the Lakers waived DeAndre Jordan. This was this was on Monday. This is after the Lakers lost to the Pelicans. Everyone was making jokes because DeAndre Jordan had a play during the game against the Pelicans where he dribbled the ball, tried to pass like a long outlet pass from like three quarter court to somebody in the corner. And it just, like, flew out of bounds. It wasn't even close to anybody. Um, so everyone was joking, like, oh, the Lakers saw this play and decided they had to cut him. Which, by the way, like, they probably should have cut him a long time ago. He hasn't played very much. When he plays, he plays terribly. He's been zero value added to this team for a long time. So the Lakers finally make the good decision and cut DeAndre Jordan. And then they signed DJ Augustine who last played, I think, for the Magic. He's like a point guard. He'll be a backup point guard for Russ. And then they signed um, Wen, uh, Wenyan. I want to say his last name's Carter, but I feel like that's wrong. I'm getting, I'm going to, I'm going to get that wrong, so I don't want to even pretend like I know. He's like a 6'9 wing that hopefully can play some defense against like guys like Luka and other forwards and wing players you know so that's what the Lakers are at. I mean that that signing does nothing for the Lakers in the long run for this season at least like it doesn't help them like win a championship that's for sure maybe it helps them win a few games maybe it helps them in the playing tournament I don't know but that signing in, in my opinion that signing does not move the needle very much for the Lakers at this point it's really just something to do they just had to do something, and signing DeAndre Jordan was a low-risk thing. Or cutting DeAndre Jordan was a low-risk thing, and signing DJ Augustine. Because the Lakers, you know, outside of... Like, they have Malik Monk, who could be a point guard. Austin Reeves can be a point guard. THT can handle the ball. Obviously, LeBron can handle the ball. But they didn't really have a true backup point guard. So, like, that kind of does fill a need. It fills a need, but does it do anything probably not so those are the signings that have happened and at this point like I'm just like I'm in full off-season mode almost uh, mentally it's like I'm watching these games for the Lakers 
I have no expectations they'll win the game. I have no expectations for them to even make the playoffs at this point. Like with the playing tournament situation, it'll it's they'll be honestly the playing tournament helps the Lakers this season. I was upset about it when they were last season when they were in the seventh seed because it's like oh well they would have been in the seventh seed like that kind of sucks. But this season it helps the Lakers because at this point. I would have zero faith that the Lakers actually could make the seventh or eighth seed <laughs> in the West and make the playoffs. So playing tournament at least gives the Lakers a chance. And maybe I mean maybe that's the whole reason why the Lakers don't have as much urgency because they're like, oh, we'll get it in the playing tournament. But maybe they have a fall like a false sense of security with the playing tournament being in the ninth seed right now. I don't know. I think they keep thinking they're going to win games and they go out and lay a goose egg. And they're now seven games below 500. It's it's pretty bad. So I'm like full off season mode almost mentality like mentality wise. Like I'm thinking, what are the Lakers gonna do? How are we gonna fix this? At this point, like in my opinion, everyone has been calling for like firing Frank Vogel, fire so and so, fire so and so. Frank Vogel's not fixing this situation. This is much worse than the head coach. Like this is this is out of the head coach's hands. Like. Yes, Frank Vogel has some weird rotation situations and weird lineup situations, and he starts players in a weird way and, and all that stuff. This team is 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 pretty bad to the point where Frank Vogel is not fixing it. This is a team full of veterans that have been in the league, they have had success in the league, and they don't know how to win ball games. They don't know how to – and, I mean, maybe Frank Vogel could do some better things. Like, for instance, in the games where it's been a close game – Lakers are down by one. They need a shot. And no play is ran. The ball is given to Russell Westbrook. He dribbles for seven seconds and jacks up a three-pointer. That happened. That, that has at least happened two times this season. Frank Vogel should be running a play. You're down by one point. You should, run a, you should be running a play where Malik Monk, THT, or Russell Westbrook, assuming LeBron was hurt during these times, because if LeBron was, wasn't hurt, then why is the ball not in LeBron's hands? But... THT Malik Monk, Russell Westbrook, run a play to get them to the basket if you're down by one point. Don't just say, like, oh, go figure it out, because that's what it seemed like he's doing. So, in that sense, Frank Vogel, terrible job. But for the overall, like, season as a whole and the record and all that stuff for the Lakers, I don't blame him that much because this team is just bad. If anyone deserves any sort of blame, it's, it's, it's uh, Rob Palenka, the GM. Rob Palenka put this team together, and most of us Lakers fans, myself included, we took the bait, but like Rob Palenka put this team together, proud of himself, thinking that this was going to, this was a, he was fixing the Lakers issues, they were going to win a championship, and this is, this season is a fireable offense for Rob Palenka, I'm just going to put it out there, it's a fireable offense, I like that Rob Palenka made a made it happen to get AD to the Lakers did he put a team together that was a great team the year the Lakers won the championship not really like they were a good team they had good chemistry and they they were one of the better they were the they were the best team before COVID hit so like you can't argue that in my opinion they had just beaten the the Bucks by 10 they had just beaten the Clippers by 10 that the weekend before they were the best team when COVID hit in the league so in that sense, the Lakers winning the championship totally made sense. Now, 
looking back, like looking at how this season has gone and last season has gone, I don't know how Anthony Davis was healthy for as long as he was. Like I, looking back, I'm like he probably was about to get hurt <laughs> between March and the playoffs, and COVID maybe helped the Lakers in that sense. But like the team, the Lakers were the best team in the league before COVID hit. So in that sense, again, it makes sense the Lakers won the championship, in my opinion. I'm biased, biased Lakers fan. But and he made the team better in theory the following season, adding Montres Harrell, adding Dennis Schroeder. They were setting up the Lakers to be able to build around Anthony Davis after LeBron either retired or left or whatever. Which I liked. I'm sure there were some chemistry issues. We've talked about this. We talked about it last season. I've talked about it a little bit this season. I'm sure there are some chemistry issues, but talent-wise, I would have ran ran it back with that team 100%. I mean, like I mentioned earlier in this episode, the Lakers played 50-plus games without both Anthony Davis and LeBron James on the floor at the same time in a 72-game season. So... When the playoffs come around and Dennis Schroeder and Montres Harrell and all these guys don't have the on-court chemistry with LeBron and Anthony Davis healthy, it makes sense. They didn't play almost the entire season with both of them. Let's give them another season to figure it out. I know Dennis Schroeder was dumb and asked for a ton of money. I know Montres Harrell has... He's just a weird dude and was like talking out against the Lakers and all these things but between trading for Russell Westbrook and the thing is like the trade for Russell Westbrook traded KCP, Montrose Harrell, and Kyle Kuzma three guys that were really good defensive players for Russell Westbrook right and then and then the I mean not not paying Alex Caruso is that is a like, the Lakers should have to sell the team kind of offense, you know? Like, I'm kind of joking, obviously, but you look back at you look, you in retrospect, not paying Alex Caruso may have been the biggest mistake, like, long-term mistake the Lakers have made. Like, that's a long-term mistake. Alex Caruso is young, good player. He got hurt on a dumb play where Grayson Allen pushed him in the back, but he's playing well, pretty well with the Bulls. I mean... The thing is, like, Alex Caruso never put up a ton of points. He was never, like, filling out the stat sheet. But his, if you watch the games, his impact was seen. It was obvious. So, I don't know whatever what the reason the Lakers had for not signing him. Whatever it was, I hope it was, did not have to do with the stat sheet. Because if so, like, that just shows the Lakers' incompetence as a franchise, as an organization, as a front office. Whoever it is. I mean, the obvious blame is Rob Palenka. But, I mean, between the dumb moves in the offseason, the stories coming out about Jerry West not having his tickets, like the Lakers rescinding his, his lifetime tickets or whatever. Like, it's just dumb. Like, why, why are the Lakers doing what they're doing? Things were going well, it seemed like, you know, a couple years ago. Even last season, like, things seemed fine. Sure, the encore chemistry wasn't great. The season wasn't as good as we were hoping. But 
this season things have really hit the fan. I'll just leave it at that. So, and then on top of that, I've heard there's rumors that the Lakers are unhappy with the new HBO show coming out, Winning Time, which I haven't actually been able to find those rumors. I just saw some uh, Lakers like writers on Twitter talking about it, but I haven't actually seen it. Obviously, I haven't seen the show yet, so I don't I don't know what that's founded in. But I remember uh, John C. Riley, who plays Jerry Buss in the show, was at, I think, the Pelicans game, sitting courtside. And someone tweeted a picture of it saying, like, he's got a lot of nerve showing up after the rumors about the Lakers not liking the show or whatever. So I don't know what that's about. So there's that that's going on, which is just another offseason thing or off-the-court thing. LeBron was having some sort of, like, spat with a writer for The Athletic. So, like, that was happening. It's like there's just so much going on right now. And that happens when you lose, right? When you're a losing team, you let other things become distractions to take away from how bad you are on the court and playing basketball. So, like, I get it. Those things happen when you're a losing team. But at this point, like, the off, looking to the offseason, what do the Lakers do from here? I mean, we only have, like, three guys that are on contract longer than one year. <laughs> we have four guys. We have LeBron. THT, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, and Kendrick Nunn, I think. I think that's yeah, I think that those are the only guys that are signed like past one year. So we have a lot of guys like I hope the Lakers pretty much don't re-sign anybody from this team. Outside of like Malik Monk. Maybe Carmelo. If you can bring in some guys that can play defense, and Carmelo doesn't have to be a guy on the court with two minutes left in the close game where you need to get stops because that's in a lot of these games like last night against Dallas Lakers needed to get stops and who was on the floor Carmelo Anthony not playing defense it just it just it's it's a trend it's it's obvious I'm not even watching the games like I'm watching the games on the side while I'm watching other things with my wife or while I'm playing Xbox or while I'm doing other things right like I'm not even sitting at the sitting and watching these games like super intently like, yes, I am watching the games. I know what's going on. Don't take away from my credibility. <laughs> but I'm, like, not always watching these games, like, fully intently with, like, my undivided attention. And I still know what the issues are with this Lakers team. And they haven't been addressed all season. So I don't know if the Lakers are just counting this season as a wash. They're just counting it as a loss. It, it is what it is. They're going to – let's get ready for the, for the next season. I don't know, but at this point – in my mind, like, I like Malik Monk. I like what he's done. I would hope to see him around again. Carmelo, it's a mix. Like, bring him back for a, on, an, on another one-year deal. Sure, that'd be great. That's fine. But at this point, like, in my mind, LeBron, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, 100%, these guys are not off the, off the table when it comes to trades. LeBron has been much this season he's been much like he did say something about wanting to stay in purple and gold for as long as he can or whatever but LeBron has become much less certain of his long-term plans this season and he only has one more one more year left on his deal I say looking at trading him I mean he's playing the thing is is like he's playing at a high level so like he's worth you could you can get something back for him He's 
he's getting old. It's like he's not going to play forever. So I, I know it sounds bad because he's done. He's played well for the Lakers for so long, but given his age, like this is the top. This is like peak trade value for him. I mean, not for not not over his the longevity of his, of his career, but the longevity of his Lakers time with the Lakers. He's kind of at like peak trade value right now, almost. Well, maybe that's not true. Peak trade value is probably the the season the Lakers won the championship. But he's not much he's not much lower than peak trade value right now. He hasn't really gotten hurt this season. He's been putting up like twenty five to thirty five points a game. Lakers could get some, and like he just he's LeBron. He sells tickets. He sells. He he automatically makes your, makes your team relevant. So. Lakers should should definitely look into trading him, in my opinion, if they can. Again, I don't know if he has, like, no trade clauses or things like that. But and then Anthony Davis. I love Anthony Davis. I think Anthony Davis can be – he has the potential to be one of the best players in the NBA, like current players in the NBA. But the injury thing is really catching up to him. Uh, we And we know he was injury-prone with the Pelicans. We thought maybe that was because he didn't want to play for them kind of like what's going on with Zion right now he came to Lakers first season no injuries no no significant injuries played extremely well extremely high level and since then it's been all downhill so the injury thing is becoming a problem got to look into trading him got to just got to look into it you got to do your due diligence got to do your due diligence and then Russell Westbrook the Lakers should should have never traded for him in the first place so 100% should look into trades for him Lakers should just basically blow this team up is what I'm trying to say. So, things are not good this season, to say the least. Lakers might make the playoffs, might not. We'll see. But, at the very least, some definite moves need to be done in the offseason. For the, for the, I mean, it's just, it's unfortunate. It's a, like I, like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, this has been one of the most disappointing seasons that I can remember as a Lakers fan. I can't remember a team. I, I don't remember a Lakers team that was picked to be a championship contender at the beginning of the season and fell so far back. The only one that I can think of that, again, I was young, so maybe this is why I'm not thinking of it, was the team that lost in 2004 to the Pistons. I remember that. I was reading about that team in... Um, three ring circus and they were struggling they struggled early but they made a run towards the end and they still were a decent seed in the playoffs they were they were still like a three seed i want to say maybe the five seed i forget it was they were top five seed i think in the west whereas like this team the lakers they might not even make the playoffs so in that sense pretty disappointing so guys i appreciate you so much for listening it's been a tough season uh, so if you are still listening, I really appreciate it. I know for me, when it, when the Lakers are not playing well, it makes me want to listen less to Lakers podcasts. So if you're still hanging in there, if you're still listening, I appreciate you so much. If you enjoy the episode, if you enjoy the podcast, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Please rate on Spotify. You can do that at least on the mobile app. If you just go to my, if you go to Lakers Carpool, there'll be like a star. Uh, on like the kind of top middle left of the of the page 
click on that. You don't have to review. You don't get the option to review, but you can just rate however many stars. Um, and again, if you don't listen on either Apple Podcast or on Spotify, please share on social media. Share with your friends. Let me know. Share with other Lakers fans you know. Engage with me on Twitter. Um, let me know what you think about the Lakers. Let me know if you can think of another disappointing season, just as disappointing as this season. And follow me, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Lakers Car at Lakers Carpool. Thank you guys so much for listening. Go Lakers. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lakers Carpool. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and share it on social media with your friends. You can find the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or most places where you listen to podcasts. Again, thank you so much for listening, and go Lakers! Go Lakers!